is the way. The way. 101.1 current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Iran did what they thought they would, or what we thought they would, and we'll tell you what that is. Can you envision a future where you don't even own money? We'll tell you who does. And would you want to go to a convention designed to make fun of religion and government? We'll tell you where it's at as we explore the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, April 28th, 2023. Signs of the Times covers lots of topics regarding prophecy, just like our sponsor, Bob Johnson Insurance, a full-service independent agency featuring Erie Insurance products with over 15 different types of insurance products. For a personalized quote, you can contact Bob Johnson Insurance by phone at 865-922-3111 or online at bobjohnsonins.com. And you can hit us up at thewaymedia.net, then click on Signs of the Times to send us your prophecy question. You can share any episode in our archives and read the articles we talk about for yourself. And now, here to tell us that the purpose of a lock is to turn a door into a wall is Pastor Mark. He had to think about that for a minute. I did. Whose wife asked him while at a buffet restaurant, aren't you embarrassed? That's the fourth time you've gone back for dessert. Pastor Mark said, not at all. I keep telling him it's for you. Yeah, that works. Yeah. No, that got to lose her horn. Yeah. Because I got an immediate laugh out of the uh, joke team. You did. That I run this I by. I don't think I respond real good to those I, quick quip jokes. Yeah, I guess I don't not. know why. I don't know. I don't know. Man, sometimes I, you do. No, I, I really think. No, no, no I, really, I really think you you didn't think that was funny. Yeah. So anyway. Well, but you know, it's funny is I, yes. I do. I do remember. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll get several things and I'll say things like I could share this with Tracy, and so I've, I've had that thought. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. Anyway, maybe you maybe you've shared it. Maybe you, it's too you, real. Maybe to you've funny. told her that joke. Oh, too real. Yes. To be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, really, what I need to do is run these jokes by your family, and, and then they can tell me, no, that's hitting a little too close yeah. to home. We can't do that. Oh, yes. All right. Let's get into some Ezekiel 38 and 39 news as this edition of Signs of the Times begins. Uh, this is from the Jerusalem Post, and it says that Iran shipped ammunition ammunition through the Caspian Sea to Russia. Yeah. Now, I think it was either last week or the week before, we talked about this and said yeah. that there were reports that they were trying to get them weaponry or yes. something like this. It and, is. It's hard. What yeah. they're trying to get to sneak the weapons in. It's hard to sneak the weapons in when everybody's watching, especially Israel, but they did find yes. a passage here through um, um, you know, Caspian, the, the friendly sea. host. Yes. Um, and that is, <laughs> let me read some of this. Iran shipped over 300,000 artillery shells and a million rounds. 
rounds of ammunition to Russia across the Caspian Sea in the past six months, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. Iran has mostly used cargo flights to ship weapons to Russia, which are nearly impossible for Western countries to stop. And blocking the shipment of weapons in the Caspian Sea would require the agreement of a former Soviet, the former Soviet Union republics in the area. Officials in the Middle East told the Wall Street Journal the most recent weapons uh, shipment known to have crossed the Caspian Sea to Russia left Iran in early March on a Russia cargo ship carrying 1,000 containers with 2,000 artillery shells. Now, again, the numbers, yeah, that's one. I mean, there's going to be a lot more. The key here, Greg, is a couple of things we said. Number one, they're going to be sneaking weapons in the best way they can because they get caught. And the other thing that really I want to bring up to our listeners is why would they sneak these in? Remember, we're watching it happen. The stage is being set. You know, when the show, before we started yeah. the show, you made the comment, Greg, look, we know it's going to happen. What are you guys waiting on? Uh, <laughs> we do know it's going to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. We know 100% they're going to band together. They're going to attack Israel. Well, now they're just further setting the stage, getting all the armaments in place and all the agreements, et cetera. Okay. Now, is it not possible, though, considering that Russia is actively at war right now, right. that this ammunition is to be used in their war against ukraine oh it is no okay. it is let me let me and I, I i you know i think of too many things at one time yeah that's okay it is uh they're dead they're, what my point is they're allying with russia what they're doing is they're building this further military alliance, alliance with russia, which will lead to the battle with yes. israel but these particular weapons are being used i believe in the ukraine uh, uh offensive and all this so yeah i think it's definitely getting there to ukraine but you're going to see it also getting in other ways i mean to 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 israel when the battle time comes. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting when you think about that, if Israel is already physically in Syria, yeah. Uh, Iran is already physically in Syria right. along with Russia. I, I mean, how did the Iranian military get into Syria to begin with? Well, then it's so they come through Iran. Well, yeah, or, uh, through yeah. Iraq, yeah, right? They, but see, they yeah, cuz they can fly right over the Middle East lets them fly. Right. They can fly right in. Israel doesn't shoot them down when they're coming in. And typically what they do, Greg, is they they send their their armament in by 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 plane. Yeah, and of course, uh, Israel's never shot their big planes down, whatever. And if they do, they might go to that extreme. I say never. I, I guess I shouldn't say never. I don't know if they've never on a plane, but they'll typically let it land. They'll watch it. They'll see where they take it, and then kaboom, they take it out. Right. Um. So, but they. This is just. They're finding more and more avenues to bring weaponry wherever they want to go. The key thing to note here in this whole article is Russia and Iran continuing to help each other. You know, we're buddies. Yeah. We're going to help you out. You're going to help us out. And this alliance is going to be stronger and stronger until that Ezekiel 38 and 39 war in right. battle. And, um, again, it's just, it's interesting to, to watch it continue to unfold. You know, one of the articles, and I'll mention it, we, that we didn't even, I didn't even grab, but I'll mention it. There's a is conference. This the Turkey, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a conference coming up here. There's a gathering coming up here. I mean, maybe next week or the week after. It's kind of soon. And I didn't grab it because it kind of goes along with what we're already covering here. But, uh, Russia and Iran and Turkey and Syria are having a, an alliance conference where they're coming together to talk about how they can work together. I mean, it's exactly getting ready for the battle. This, these are the guys that are going to be together and working together in their attack against Israel. So uh, you're, this is just further setting the stage, getting everything in place for that battle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, come back to America and see a very interesting article yeah. from Fox News that tells us the Biden administration is quietly, I'm sorry, is quietly planning for a future where you don't own money. Now, are they saying that because he whispers sometimes when he's in the, and they're saying that this is a quiet move he's making? Uh, it, it could be, or maybe he, maybe Biden whispers, yes. what am I supposed to say next? Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it's, know. it's, you know, it's, it's not that quiet, honestly. I, I no, know it's, it's not. quiet, but I mean, I think it's rather loud. 
for those that are paying attention. Yeah, I guess for those so. that have, you know, it's funny. How many times did Jesus say, "For those that have ears to hear, right. let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches." That's right. And so the world's probably going to, you know, in the large part, maybe not notice. Right. But, but yeah, it's interesting, Greg. You bring up a good point because I watch these Fed Now commercials. They're on TV. I yeah. mean, they're talking about the Fed Now stuff that's coming up here in, in, in late summer. And um, they're talking about taking our money and digitizing it. Now, again, money is already digitized. We know that. You, you transfer money all the time and use credit cards. That's digital money. But the idea your, is... Your paychecks are deposited electronically. I right, mean, right. But the key is, the bottom line is they're going to take... They're wanting to take, take away all private. You won't be able to use the money just to hand to somebody. Everything's got to be done where it's, where it's followed. And it, it makes sense on a, on a political perspective. That is, they can tax you. Every penny. You, you can't sell your motorcycle seat to some guy next door without having them know it. Um, and so then you'll be taxed on it. A lot of people do things under the table. I'll tell you what's really going to cause a problem. You have a lot of the, the um, illegal immigrants coming in that are working uh, under the radar of the tax system, and they can't do that anymore. And that's going to be interesting to see what happens with all the that activity because every money that these companies pay out is going to have to be registered to someone. Right. So there may be some kind of um, a thing where they just legalize everybody at the same time across the board that are here just so they can't. You know what I'm saying? Because the government wants all the, the immigrants here. You can see that happening. That's why the open borders. But it's interesting when we think about what that means financially. Um, the bottom line is, is their mindset politically, at least those I would say on the innocent scale, Greg, is to get the taxes, get the money, control everything so you can't do anything private anymore. But on a larger scale, we know this is working toward Revelation 13, the mark of the beast. You can't buy or sell. They can totally control our uh, our lives if, if this takes place, which the Antichrist will do. It says, under the leadership of uh, Joe, President Joe Biden, the White House, and the Federal Reserve have started to lay the groundwork for a programmable, trackable, easy, manipulated, uh, manipulated digital currency. It might sound like something from a dystopian science fiction novel. It doesn't. This see, it sounds so normal to me. They've been talking about this for years. I, Nowadays, I, I, yes. I read this article and they wrote it like this. Just now came up. I mean, I, I, again, Fox News, I guess. But come on, guys, they've been talking about this for years. Um, sounds like a science fiction novel, but it's all too real. And it could soon change uh, life in America forever. It will change life <laughs> in America and around the world forever. In uh, March 2022, the Biden administration released sweeping executive order. Uh, a sweeping executive order that directed numerous federal agencies to crack down on digital assets, including popular cryptocurrencies, as well as to study the potential development of a central bank digital currency, uh, a CBDC. And that would not be a digital version of the existing paper-based dollar, note that, but rather an entirely new currency, okay, that would exist exclusively in a digital, meaning electronical, non-physical format, okay? So why is this huge? Cash is going to be done away with. It's just going to all be digital. And, Greg, this is something I've, I've been saying for a long time. I'm going to say it again. I may have some of those um, some, some computer geeks out there that disagree with me. Look, I'm not saying this because of my technical prowess. I have none. Uh, I, can, I can get around my computer. I can do the iPhone. I've got some technical whatever. I guess it's like the average person. So I'm not, I'm not ignorant in it, but I'm not a techie guy. But let me say this. Cryptocurrency is going to die. It's on its way out. There will be no cryptocurrency. And you may be disagreeing, saying, oh, you don't understand, Mark. I, here's how it works. And there's a system. I'm telling you. It cannot be allowed. It cannot be allowed because they have to be able to control everyone's budget. If, if Revelation says that you cannot buy or sell, there will be no way there's going to be an, an, a separate cryptocurrency than the Fed now. Now, I don't know how they're going to bring it down. When it's going to happen, I don't know. But I guarantee you, cryptocurrency is already headed toward its grave and its coffin. So uh, those of you that are highly invested, you may want to make proper plans. I'm not saying what's going to happen, but I'm telling you, 
it has to go based on the word of God. So cryptocurrency is going to be history. I don't know when. Yeah. Cryptocurrency was nothing more than just a testing bed for certain types of technology uh, to prove them. Cryptic currency. Cryptic currency. Yes, 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 it was. Yes. And either way, it's going to go and out. And it's a riddle how we get the money. Well, and Greg, I'll say this. I know, uh, and, and you may disagree with me on this. I, I get that, and others may, but I mean, I've been saying this for a while, and I think I saw it with the Tucker Carlson thing where he just got taken out. At some point, I hope we last until the rapture. I hope we do. And we may. We may. Because God's word, one way or another, is going to get out. But at some point, there will be no Signs of the Time radio show. At some point, there will be no Christian radio. At some point, all of this, like anybody that gets on the news and tells the truth, or anybody that does this, Satan is going to take total control by the Antichrist. Only his voice, only what he promotes, only what he has, that's all that's going to be allowed. Now, the timetable, I don't know. I believe God's going to leave it open, as we've talked about. I do. In some form and fashion. The gospel will not be chained. God's going to leave the gospel open, and there's going to be the opportunities, whether or not it will still be through radio and other things. I mean, it reminds me of the old song, you can lock me up and throw away the key, but you can't keep my face from breaking out. (laughs) Um, The bottom line is, is it's going to get out one way or the other. And so, yeah, so... My girls and I, wrote, I, I, I said we wrote a song. I, well, I think I, I think that was produced by Acne Records. It must have been. It must have been. Yeah, we actually yeah. sang a song. I wrote a little song. We all sang it together, and and that's what it was. It's called yes. "You Can Lock Me Up" or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, the bottom line is 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 um, it's going to go. Digital currency is going to go. Christian radio is going to go. Digital currency will go. I think before Christian radio. Christian radio will probably it may last right up until the rapture. It may not be conquered until then. Yeah. But but I guarantee you this: the gospel will go yeah. out even after the rapture. Yeah. 144,000 Jews are going to be saved. They're going to be worldwide evangelists. The gospel will continue to yeah. go out by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But but your shows like this have to disappear. Uh, they have to. Yeah. Well, and I think that, and like yeah, and I and I think that maybe that's where you and I <clears throat> maybe disagree a little bit in the, in the fact that I think that that will all disappear when the rapture happens. Maybe, but I think maybe. up and then I think when God says that the gates of hell will not prevail against His church, right? I, I believe that you know any effort that the church is making to get the truth of His word out there yeah. is going to be honored. I, no, I, in, in some I, form, in some form or fashion. Uh, so I. Anyway, I agree in principle on that, Greg. I yeah. agree. But all I'm saying this is that it wouldn't surprise me if it was. So remember, the early church had no radio. No, I know that. And they still reached the entire world. So they did. The entire world will be reached. Yeah. Um, you know, and now with the new AI stuff, I mean, this is, this is, um, I don't think we have any AI articles today at all, do we? No, no but, AI articles? But, no, but I will tell you, I had the opportunity to try AI the other day yeah. out of need, uh, for the missions trip. Okay. Uh, in that they needed a, a, a reading chart called a diopter chart okay. for eyeglasses. Oh. And so it has the magnifications and it has the, the words and the font size would be commensurate to each line's magnification. Okay. Okay. So I asked AI to make a diopter chart in Arabic that did that. It did everything for me. Wow. And it did it in Arabic. And I said, and I said, and I gave him the sample sentence to use. Right. And it did. And it came back. Not that I can read Arabic, but I can right. tell that everything was the same yes. going down. Uh, the only thing it wouldn't do is it wouldn't increase the font size commensurate with the magnification or yeah. decrease the font size. Well, but I mean, it was crazy to yeah. watch it just within seconds build this thing. And you told me you told me something neat happened. That's what it was. Man, oh, share that. It's it's incredible, you know, and it'll make images and everything. Well, it's the, crazy. You know, and and just I, we can, I'm going to detour here. So okay. We don't have as many cup yeah. real quick. But I did see on the Fox. I'm all checking news, even yes. the show. Yes, you are. Uh, apparently, something just happened to kind of slow down the AI stuff. You know, they're talking to government about trying to slow this down till we can understand how to how to implement it. So how they can control it. Well, but either way, Greg, <laughs> AI though is self intelligent. 
And so it depends on who programs it is what is what is going to have the effect of what, the intelligence that it grows from. That's the scary thing, the initial foundation, whatever. But they're talking now about AI being able to reason and grow. And, and at some point, the reason they say it's so scary, people talk about AI taking the world over and killing everybody. And you've heard Elon Musk and some of these guys say yes. they're scared of it. You wonder why are they scared of it? Right. Well, what they're saying about AI is now is that it, if, if it comes to the point where it goes, look, this is the message we want to get out as AI. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 you know, Mark Kirk said that this was bad because it was going to lead toward that. Then they can start manipulating everything in my life that's controlled by the, by the technological stuff to, to basically wipe me out. I mean, they can. I mean, one guy gave a scenario I was listening to today, and he said, "Here's what AI can do." He said, "AI, when it gets in that kind of position, he said, AI can begin to make videos about you that aren't you and make it look like you of crimes, of robberies. They can call the police and send them to your house and say there's an active shooter. When you get there, they can make gun sounds as though you're firing at them, and you'll be dead before they all know it was just AI." Yeah. And they're saying computer systems can actually figure these out and 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 run these scenarios and do that. And so that's why they're saying, look, we can't just unleash AI right now because it can just reason that, you know what, we don't need mankind. So go ahead and send the nuclear weapons. Just, uh, you know, break the codes and send them. We don't need them. We can run it without them. And, and the computer, it's a non, it has a non-soul, right. non-emotion, non-feeling. It just goes by logic. And depending on who programs it, if it wasn't for God and Jesus and what the Bible said, I'd be freaking out right yeah. now. But I have total rest because the Lord's on the throne. How, but it gets wild, Greg. How many years have you filled out things online or went to go log in and you'd get the CAPTCHA where you'd either have to look at some weird looking yeah. numbers yeah, yeah, yeah. or Is letters. A, you are a robot or whatever, or, a bot. Or, or a picture that was gritted and yeah. said, pick all the streetlights right. or pick all the sidewalks. That's right. I think that that's probably, you're helping to program that machine learning. Maybe. So so you're helping to identify for the computer well, what those things are. Well, facial recognition, too, now that yeah. we're using on computers and phones, they know our faces so much in all the different things, Greg, from all angles. Yes. Get this. They can do this today. Ready, AI? Oh, yeah. You can go to Nathan Stadium when it's full. Yeah. Turn it on and get everybody's name and face immediately. Yeah. And know who they are, where they're sitting, oh, yeah. and, and everything about them. I've seen I that mean, instantly. Instantly. Yeah. That's what AI. See, this is why the guys are freaking out because this is so far advanced. They're saying that if AI decides there's somebody, that they're even giving warnings saying, look, don't say something bad about AI now. Because everything that's recorded, AI will go and have all that access, come back later and say, hey, this guy yeah. was talking bad about us. Let's <laughs> remove him. I'm not kidding. I mean, this is, this is freaky stuff. That's why they said AI is freaking everybody yeah. out. Um, my, so AI is such a nice smiley yes. computer. Well, you you remember the the goofy videos uh, that you could make called Jib Jab? Yes. Where you could upload your yes. faces and yes. it would just yes. Knock, knock, yes. Knock. Okay. Yes. Well, Miles was telling me the other day that you could upload that and AI will manipulate the picture as if it this looks like a video and it looks like you can't tell that that wasn't the real person yeah. doing that and saying that. Well, think about it. Somebody wants That's to That's crazy. Great thing about it. somebody wants to frame you. All they have to yeah. do is put you oh, in yeah. some videos oh, yeah. doing whatever. How are you going to prove that? Right. How are you going to prove it? I know. I mean, we're basically at the mercy of AI and the mercy of those that want to bring people down. And I think I could tell you a way, but I don't want to say it out loud in oh. front of anything that's being recorded because then yes. It might get back you know, to AI. And get back to they're AI. They're going to come after you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's crazy. You. But there's so many. But you want to know, what, Pastor Mark? There's so many similarities and ties, correlations, I should say, correlations between this and how the Antichrist is going to operate and what he needs yeah. to pretend that he is God yeah. and that everyone will worship him and the control that he will need. Absolutely, and to worship uh, the, the image. The, What's this his is, image going to be? I mean, is it? 
AI generated. I mean, I mean really? the whole thing. You I know, know. We, we've always think of the holographic image. That's right. And I, anyway, it's crazy. It is. To and, think and, about. And, and yeah, I mean, again, this this gets and cra- and again, remember, we just we're not going to go any further than this, yeah. Greg. You know that I'm going to yeah. mention this. Remember, we just blanketed the Earth in a grid of satellites that can now, from all over the planet, do whatever they want with all this digital stuff as it interacts with mankind. This is going to get very interesting. And I'll tell you this: Aren't you glad? Jesus is Lord of all and on the throne because he's running the show. Amen. Yes. Amen. All right, let's look at some growing anti-Semitism, also known as Jew hate. That's right. Uh, This is from Israel National News, telling us that anti-Semitic flyers were found in Florida during Holocaust Memorial Day. Yeah, amazing. A notorious white supremacist group. By the way, Jews are white. The white supremacist thing, I know it's more than color. It's more than color because Jews are white, so I know there are some aren't black we, Jews. Aren't, aren't we technically all just shades of brown? We are. It's melatonin. It's all just different levels of, of what, the amount of melatonin you have yeah. in your in your body. Um, melatonin. Is that the one? That's not, Melatonin? Or no, no, no. Because uh, that's what you sleep with. Which uh, one is it? Melatonin or melanin or whatever? Yeah. Anyway, or whatever makes your skin. We, you know, if it puts you to sleep, then we're sorry. Clearly. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry just to strike that. Um, but anyway. I, no, Our look, show I, has more melatonin well, than other shows. Obviously, it means more here than just color because yes. they're, they're, they're white like us. But anyway. Well, we're like the SEC. It just means more. There you go. A notorious white supremacist group distributed anti-Semitic flyers in the Palm Beach, Florida area shortly before the start of Holocaust Memorial Day on Tuesday. The flyers were from the Goyim Defense League. Again, Goyim is Gentiles. Uh, the hate group responsible for numerous similar flyers across the U.S., according to Stop Anti-Semitism. The incident follows previous distributions of similar anti-Semitic flyers across Florida, including recently in West Palm Beach, Palm Beach, and Boca Raton. The flyers found in Palm Beach included a call to stop HB 269, referring to it as a Don't Say Jew bill, uh, which it isn't, and alleged that the bill will, be, will end the First Amendment in order to make it a felony to criticize Jews in the state of Israel. That's not true. It didn't say that. And also claiming that Jews are allowed to defame whites, but whites aren't allowed to so much tell the truth about Jews. Well, you're both white, so I, that, that's not a good argument. But with that said, um, here's the bottom line, you know, Greg, it, increasing a, a hatred of Jews. The Bible said in the last days, Matthew 24, the Lord said you're going to be hated. Zechariah 12, the world's going to hate you. And we, 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 you know, we document this on a fairly regular basis. You're just seeing more and more hatred toward the Jewish people. And remember, why is that? Because Satan hates God. This is all against God. It's not about the Jews. The Jews are just God's chosen people. So because they're God's chosen people, Satan hates God. They're the ones that take the flack. And then we come in second. That is the Christians. Uh, and, um, you know, in, in Israel, they used to chant, you know, uh, first Saturday, then Sunday, first Saturday, then Sunday. The Muslims did. Yeah. And that means first we're going to take the Jews out, and then we're going to get the Christians. So this is demonically inspired. It's been around for a long time. But it's just, again, you're, here's the thing, I guess, to draw attention to this. Yes, the Bible says it'll happen, but it's shocking to see it growing so rapidly in America, where we have traditionally been in support of Israel as a nation because we know of God's promises to the nation of Israel. So anyway. All right. Well, that's Pastor Mark Kirk, who's helping us make sense of the signs of the times, our weekly take on Bible prophecy in the world's news on WIAMLP Knoxville, a weekly broadcast that we have tagged as podcast number 261, available through all your popular podcast outlets. Someone's knocking. Yes. We need to talk about Yes. We need to talk about that knocking. Yes, the Lord stands at the door and knocks, but this is a different. This is um <laughs> Enoch.
Enoch <laughs> on the door, and you're not supposed to open. That is That's the book of Enoch. Poorly planned radio yeah, humor. Yeah, there you go. There it was. But anyway, well, there's way, the knock. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to take just a second to touch on this again. Uh, you know, we mentioned about the book of Enoch last week. Greg, the reason I'm doing this, yes. it's becoming very prevalent in the church today. Uh, the book of Enoch. Again, I want to just remind our listeners, you know, uh, remember the apocryphal books like Enoch and all these other books. There's a reason they were left out of the Bible. The reason they were left out of the Bible and out of the canon of Scripture, the measuring rod, if you will, is what canon means of Scripture, is they have provable errors and mistakes. And we talked about Enoch and the provable errors and mistakes, what, last week or a couple of weeks ago, yes. whatever it was. Uh, well, it- yeah, I, I believe so. Well, you just did a topical special yeah, here at the but, church. Well, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I want to mention just I'm, I don't want to go long on this, but I want to mention one other thing about this, just because I'm I'm seeing look what's what how the book of Enoch is being used. It's not just to attack the scriptures and to change the Bible and change the scriptures and try to devalue the scriptures, if you will, as as the Bible tells us, the Lord holds His word even above all His name uh, in the Psalms. But at the same time, um, it also devalues the deity of Christ. And so, um, look, throughout history, anytime you see a movement or a book or a people that try to devalue and bring Jesus down, it's demonic. Um, you see that in Mormonism, they say Jesus is a God, not Almighty God. You see in Jehovah's Witness, they say Jesus is actually Michael the Archangel. Uh, you know, that's odd where they get that, but they say that's who he is. Uh, in Islam, they say that he's a prophet, but he's not a God. Uh, there's always an attempt by Satan to bring Jesus down. Yet Jesus said, you know, the, the Father and I are one. The Bible says he didn't count it uh, robbery to be equal with the Father. Um, as, and, and again, it says in um, uh, Isaiah 9, 6, the famous Christmas passage, which we're going to look at again this Sunday in more detail. But speaking of a, a child is born unto us, a son is given. It says, and his name, here's what his names will be. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. You know, El Gibor, that means the mighty one, God almighty. So he's almighty, it says. And in addition to that, everlasting father. Now, I know there's the Trinity mystery. I get that. And he's, they're, somehow they're separate, but they're one. But they're one enough for he, one of his names to be Everlasting Father. So he's not only equal, he is in some mystery the Father. He's also the Son. And I think he's the Son. He's the Father manifested in humankind as the Son. And again, we'll never figure it all out till we get into heaven. But the point that, that people need to realize, Greg, is they're trying to bring down the deity of Jesus and make him lesser than the Father, lesser than Almighty God. The Bible clearly says he is equal and just as much Almighty God, just as much everlasting Father as Almighty God and everlasting Father. And yet somehow they're separate by the Trinity. And I just feel that if, if, if Satan can successfully do that in the church, it talks about in the last days there's going to be a falling away. Um, I, this may be one of the tools, at least that Satan is trying to use, because just look, pay no attention to any books or writings or people that ever try to lessen the authority and power of Jesus Christ or bring him down. That is demonic. And again, we're seeing it through the book of Enoch. Would you say, Pastor Mark, that there, the common thread between any false religion that tries to pretend to be Christianity or that we've labeled as a cult because of their beliefs, but again, they're they're trying to say no, we're Christians. Right? Would you say the common thread between all of them is their adamant stance that Jesus is not God? Yeah, yeah, or, or that he's God but a lesser God. Okay, I'll add that caveat. Okay, because but I was you're just, right because I was just thinking this morning in my quiet time about a, a, a cult that tried to get me in right. my early twenties. Right, and I remember that the the guy that was leading that religion or whatever right, right. it was. He wrote a book, and I remember it to this day. It was yellow yellow jacket cover and big red words on it that says, Jesus is not God. Wow. And 
And at the time, of course, I'm not, don't know anything from anything, so I'm not thinking anything of it. But now I look back on that and yeah. I'm thinking, man, why would, I thought this morning, why did they make such a big deal about that? And then yeah. as we're talking here today, that's why. And yeah. there's the common thread it is. among all of them. The common thread that Satan is always behind it is to bring yeah. the Lord down. And Greg, then there's a compromising thread that Satan will allow. What will Satan will do is he'll try to get us to the lowest level. If he can't get us to the lowest level of deception, he'll let us have a little bit of information. If he realizes we're going to believe that no matter what, then he'll, right. he'll allow that, but then he'll try to bring in blinders to make it less than it was. Okay. And he, and he works with it. Now, what I'm hearing now, here's the thing I'm hearing now from the book of Enoch that's coming into the church. Oh, Jesus is God, but there's lots of gods. Mm. There's a council of gods that it teaches. And this council of gods in heaven. Actually, yeah, that's where it talks in heaven, you know, and they say in Revelation where it talks about the elders around the throne and, and, and this whatever. They try to say there's a council of gods in heaven, but Jesus is a higher God than all those other gods that are in the council. And then above him is the greatest God, which is Father. So you have the greatest God, Father, a lower God, Jesus, and lower gods under him, which are this council of gods, which again, they say are the mythological, you know, uh, Greek gods or whatever. And I, by the way, I do believe that where mankind got the mythological Greek gods, I think there's evidence to suggest there that it is the demonic realm deceiving mankind mm. and getting the world to worship them. For example, you give them... Sure. So I think a lot of the Greek worship that you see in these gods... Greek mythology. I don't think it was just empty statues and just empty temples. I think there mm. was some spiritual uh, aspect to these. But I think it was fallen angels. I think it was demons. And they were getting people to worship them. And eventually they gave them names, you know, Thor, Zeus, yeah. good on the line, yeah. whatever. Um, and, and of course, Satan wants that worship. And the other mm. fallen angels want that worship as well. So I think there is some legitimate to you know how that happened and and now we're coming back around to some of this uh you know you're seeing the marvel characters they're bringing back some of the greek names and making it a fun movie and all but people are talking but it's, it's common today to say what's your superpower yeah and that's a very common statement yeah. people say what's your superpower you know and it's yeah. a, kind of a joke but because you, you see the mindset even kind of coming back right but with that said um what we have to understand is Jesus is so far above anything else. And, and we have to really, I think where it goes back to, and some of you that are listening that maybe have been curious about the book of Enoch, or maybe you got family and friends trying to push it on you, and they've, they've given you this multiple God or lesser God, Jesus, whatever. You need to go read Isaiah 42, really 42, 43, and that way it starts right in there. Maybe it starts in 43, chapter 43 through about 47. Over and over and over, and I've marked it everywhere it says it, because I use it as a reference when I'm sharing with people. He says, I alone am God and there is no other. I alone am God and there is no other. I, I, there is no other God form but me. I alone, I'm God. That's it. He says it so much that he, I, I said, okay, he's making a point here to just drive it home that he alone is God and there's no other. Why is he doing that? Well, now you see why. Because he knew all the false teachers, all the false religions, all the false books like Enoch and others mm-hmm. were going to come in and, and start trying to say that, that, you know, Okay, if it, first of all, Jesus isn't God like your God tried to do. Some people bought in. But for those who say, no, 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 I believe he's God because he said before Abraham was, I am. And it says the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. And verse 14, and the word became flesh. So the Bible says he's God. So I can't deny that. However, okay, then how about this? How about this? <laughs> he, he's, he's a God. Yeah. He's a God. And so, you know, he's one of many. And, and there's a council of gods. Yeah. Yeah, there's a council of gods. And they give him counsel. And they're all lesser than even the Father. He's really the ultimate one. It's this fanciful, yeah. demonic story 
that is outside of the Bible, um, and we don't have time to develop the legitimacy of Scripture. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Right. But, uh, that's what's going on, Greg. And so my concern for the body of Christ is don't buy into this stuff. Stick with the Scriptures. As Paul said, they're able to make you wise um, and, 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 and thrive. It's all you need is the Word of God. Yeah, they probably twist the Scripture, too, that says uh, there is wisdom in the multitude of counselors. Yeah, I mean, you, know, yeah, you, could, you could see that too. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Also, would you say that this is also making a comeback? Because again, I'm we're we're really we're, what we're doing is we're talking about things that existed and were thriving as God birthed the church. Yeah. Yeah. So, is one of those things that's also making a resurgence is we're ending or we're coming, you know, we are in the latter days, yeah. as we're wrapping things up. Would you say that there's a resurgence of the Judaizers? Well, it's an interesting back? point. And, well, and you brought up another point, Greg. I thought you were going somewhere else. Oh, okay. But yes, no, the Judaizers okay. and a resurgence of the revived Roman Empire and all this. False, yeah, that true. All, all yes. the apocryphal. Yeah. You brought that up to me. I don't know if it was on the radio or when, which is a great point. Yeah. Uh, the revived Roman Empire is coming back, and now we're seeing the same setting of the first time Jesus came, getting ready for the second time Jesus is going to come, and the same kind of nonsense starting all over. They dealt with the yeah. Gnostics. They dealt with the Judaizers. So you had those who tried to push the law, yep. and you had those who tried to push uh, you know, all these other books and these other, you know, whatever. Right. Well, now we're having the revived Roman Empire. Europe is on its way up. We know America and others are on their way down. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see once again with this revived Roman Empire of the last days, Daniel's 70th week and all that. Once again, very possibly, well, we, you're going to see, again, we are seeing people trying to push the law on the church, the Judaizers, saying we have to be under the law. And in addition to that, you're seeing this whole resurgence of really kind of the mythical God's mindset. Right. But Jesus is one God, and maybe he's the biggest God of all the little gods, but then there's one over him. His father would be Zeus, the father of all the mythical gods, so to speak. You know. So yeah, it's, it all, it's all kind of tied together as to what's happening it's got a resurgence if you will of, of 2000 years ago yeah people just wanting to earn their way to heaven or some something i don't i don't know what the you know it's just the pride it's flesh it's yeah you know i think greg look all of us naturally want to to earn well and to something to a certain degree our culture teaches that in a in a good way in terms of work ethic yeah and working to earn yeah. and the bible really even commands that in a sense exactly nothing wrong in a good work ethic and being responsible but that ha- but that's that's apart from salvation right and where it moves into the legalism like pharisees is when it goes from just the works aspect greg to do something good into um pride because i'm better than you yes hey i i did more good works than you did you think about the example jesus gave remember the pharisee on the temple mount and the and the and the sinner on the temple mount the yeah. Pharisee, uh, yeah you know i thank you father that i'm not like other <laughs> like, men yes that i'm this and i'm that, yeah. I'm that and he said the other guy's got his head you know, he beat, couldn't even look he's beating his chest yeah. bowed down before god crunched up going i'm just i deserve to go to hell yeah he said that guy left justified you are are the one going to hell right and wow. so yeah and so yeah I, I think that you know this whole legalism get people bound up and then paul gives another reason it's pride it's uh and it, it plays to us because we want to do good works but also he said it's because people want you to follow them Rather than Jesus, mm-hmm. so they they want they want you to follow them. The Pharisees wanted right. followers. Yeah, be like us, follow me. So when Jesus came in, he was a threat to their power, their position, their glory. And it's like you know, uh, the Lord didn't have time for that. And but it's it's there's a resurgence right now. You know, again of that whole legalistic law thing coming in. And it doesn't mean we don't uh, take the word of God as as true and righteous and and um and and, and obey the Lord. But we don't earn our way to heaven by some law based on that because Jesus did it all on the cross. Yeah. And you know, Greg, it's a it's one of the biggest insults in the world to try to follow the law and to and to please God that way. Why? 
Paul goes as far as to say, if you try to follow the law again after knowing about Jesus, you're going to condemn yourself. Right. Because what Jesus did on the cross is he said, I'm nailing the law. I'm nailing it to a piece of wood. It is dead. It is good. It's very good, Paul said. Mankind just can't follow it. You don't have the ability to follow it because you're naturally a sinner. I don't have the ability to follow it because I'm naturally a sinner. We, okay? So he nailed himself to the cross. He, he put to death. He fulfilled the law. Said you're no longer under the, 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 the civil law. There's a moral law and civil law. The civil law is all the rules you got to follow. Right. He said, I did that. It's nailed to a cross. Now, the moral law we're still under and we will be forever. And that is, yeah, we're not supposed to commit adultery or rape somebody or kill somebody. That's, those are morals. Yeah. So we always are to, 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 in a sense, follow that. But as far as the ritualistic, like taking off the Sabbath or whatever, go down the list. That's civil. That's the civil law. That's not a moral issue to take on the Sabbath. That's a civil issue. And so what he's saying is, I nailed the civil law to the cross. Keep your morals, of course. Civil law is good. You just can't keep it. And I think there couldn't be a greater insult because what you're saying to Jesus is, you know what? You, you weren't quite enough. Yeah. You know, you, That's you, know, a good point. you yeah. didn't really, you didn't really do it, Lord. Thank you for yeah. how you helped us. Yeah. You really helped. Oh, nice you try. were a big help. Nice yeah. try. But you know what? We still need to do some of that civil law stuff like the Sabbath and other stuff because you didn't, you weren't quite good enough. What what an insult! And maybe some people that are you're out there now, and you've been oh, oh my goodness, I've been f- trying to follow the logs. I thought, well, look, I'm not saying you knew you were insulting. It might be you didn't know you were insulting Christ, but that's what's happening. So if you're insulting Christ by trying to keep the Sabbath and any parts of the civil law, repent, <laughs> ask God to forgive you, and say, Lord, wash me clean of insulting you and of trying to earn my way to heaven when it's only through your blood on that cross where you said it is finished. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get into our smorgasbord of all things yuck. Pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. Yes. This is from NBC News. SatanCon. Not Comic-Con. SatanCon. Right. Poking at religion and government opens this weekend. This weekend. Yes. The 28th through whatever. What what day are we? 20, 20, today. Today through the 30th wow. in Boston. Well, yeah. Listen, the Satanic Temple celebrating 10 years of existence. Well, let me just say Satan's got thousands of years of existence. <laughs> yeah. You guys are just now starting to figure that out. <laughs> uh, with the SatanCon convention in Boston this weekend, but it's not what you probably think. This is interesting, Greg, to hear how they say this. The organization is as much a theater of American satire as a place for believers. The temple, not to be confused with the satanic church, they say, does not formally deify Satan as the personification of evil, but rather it sees him as a literary character, a necessary rebel, while mocking (laughs) traditional religion and calling out government's embrace of institutions like the Catholic Church, co-founder Malcolm Jari said. They believe in a quote, in a literary, a literary, um, yes, literary representation of Satan. Uh, they estimate they have 700,000 members around the world. He says it's a heroic figure, that is Satan, who fights against tyrannical authority and for humanity. Look at this. Even if it's a losing battle. Isn't that amazing? I, that line I, I have, read that. I, have, I was I like, have, yeah. I have it bolded and underlined <laughs> because people often ask me, somebody asked me recently, why would Satan still try to fight God so, so aggressively when he knows he's going to lose? And, and my answer to them was, is look, um, yeah, he knows he's going to lose, but when you know you're going to lose and you're filled with all that anger and hatred, you still want to take as many people with you as you can. Yeah. It's just kind of this thing, look, I'm going down, but I'm going to yank as many people with me down to yeah. hell as I can get to go. And so even they, not knowing what they're saying, it, that's, that is the spirit of Satan right there. The archdiocese, though, is counter, uh, counter-programming with a weekend of solemn events. 
Here's what the, here's what the Archdiocese and the region are doing. Say, we are approaching it through a response uh, balanced and focused on prayer. That's good, uh, said the uh, spokesperson for the Archdiocese. We are finalizing a list of places throughout our, our whole archdiocese where we will gather. So, uh, again, the Catholic Church is saying we're going to fight back against this and, and, and whatever. Okay, so, yeah, okay, okay, making a stand against it, that's good. Nothing wrong in that. But um, what's getting me, Greg, is how common Satanism is now being accepted as just another normal thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, used to, if you said somebody was a Satanist, I mean, everybody would be like, oh, my goodness, stay away from this. This is like evil. Stay away from that person. Now it's like, you know, I mean, you look at the Grammys and that big Satan dance they did and all that stuff there. Resurgence uh, of movies. Yeah, you have the Satan con here, the resurgence of movies. I was just sharing with you guys before the show. I, I went into a restaurant, a little fast food restaurant a few days ago, and the guy behind the counter was very nice, but he's wearing all black and he's got this big um, satanic card right there that he keeps on his counter that had a pentagram on it and all these demonic things. And and it's just, it's normal. It's like it didn't bother him for people to see that he was worshiping Satan or whatever. I mean, I, I just look at it and go, it's just so in your face and, and Satan is so normal normalized his evil that people aren't as shocked as they used to be and we've talked about this on the show before i think you're going to see satan get more and more open the closer we get to the end i think that at some point uh even with the antichrist i think people are going to know you're worshiping satan i don't think it's going to be the antichrist they even think they're worshiping i think they're going to know at some point it's satan because the bible says satan said i will be like god i want to be worshiped he's going to want people of the earth to say yes satan i love you i worship you and this kind of thing he's going to want that and try to get people to do that and um, and I think it's going to be that out in the open by the time we get there. And I think you're seeing the normalizing of of, de- of demonic activity and satanic activity happening right now. Wow, amazing! Yeah, it I really mean, is it, it, very shocking. It is. Well, that's uplifting, though. See? Yes. How uplifting that well, is. Well, it's uplifting until I get to this next article. Oh, okay, all right. Well, the music is uplifting, so let's. <laughs> and this is not that uplifting. I'll tell you why. But go ahead. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good. I'm glad yeah, to hear there's, that. No, there's some good news to this. This is from our local ABC affiliate here in Knoxville. There you W-A-T-E. go. W A T E. Two hundred and sixty-four United Methodist churches have now left the Holston Conference, which yes. I guess is the regional arm yes. of that denomination yeah there well there's the, the, right yeah i used to i grew up in the methodist church okay and i was we were in the holston conference that they break the nation of greg in different conferences okay okay and maybe the whole world probably in different i know the nation is always how i thought about it as a kid i never thought about it worldwide but i'm sure they do and so it's a certain region where when they you know how they move methodist pastors every so many years around. yes well yeah. you would move within your conference to wherever so this is these are the churches that are in this conference it covers i think mostly tennessee it, it reaches down into georgia reaches up into virginia at least that i know i don't yes, know if there's any does. other states it touches yeah according to the article yeah, yeah but more than 100 northeast tennessee the article says and southwest virginia churches are among the 264 that have officially split with United Methodist Church Saturday at a called special session of the Holston Conference. So this just happened. Of course, this was April 22nd, happened last Saturday. Um, the number represents, get this, 31% of the churches in the conference. They lost 30%. That's huge. Which stretches from Chattanooga metro area to Blacksburg, Virginia. In the Northeast, the Holston Conference now now has 578 churches after Saturday, but before Saturday had 842. Um, it says the departures and the, are the culmination of years-long rift between more traditional congregations and those that are more moderate or progressive, particularly around the issues of human sexuality. A conference media release said 945 members and guests attended the session at Knoxville Central United Methodist Church. Now, that's interesting. Knoxville, that was my dad's first appointment, was Knoxville Central United Methodist uh, Church. He was a Methodist pastor. But anyway... Um, and this is um amazing to me. It's bad news in that this it really signifies the death um uh, of of a portion 
of a denomination. There, there's one portion of the denomination that chose to to just die completely. They, in other words, they just said, we're going to go against the Bible. The Bible forbids uh, improper sexual roles, okay? Men are men, women are women, men are to only be with women, women are only marry men. Just the basic, we're talking foundational biblical roles that God created and said. It's his design. Yes. Yeah. The majority of them said, we're going to just go ahead and, and, and throw that out. We're going to say God's wrong. God's wrong. And we're right. We're going to rewrite the Bible. And so we're rewriting the Bible to say that God is wrong and we're right. And the sad part is 70% of them agree with that. And there they are. They're still there. The good news is 31% of them said, no, no, we, we're going to stick with the word of God. The Bible says that a man is a man, that a woman is a woman. The Bible says a man can only marry a woman, that a woman can only marry a man. The Bible says that God has boundaries and morals when it comes to sexual uh, things. God created things a certain way. He's got a certain order to the, to the world and the universe. So we're going to break away from this group because we don't want to be a part of that. I say good for them. Good for them. They made a stand. And I, again, um, I'm not attacking any denomination. Please don't misunderstand me. I believe there are strong, good believers in every denomination. There are great, strong, good Methodist believers, great, strong, good Baptist believers. Even Calvary Chapel has some great, strong <laughs> people in our movement. Um, so, so I'm not trying to uh, distinguish and say one, you know, somebody's better than another. I'm simply saying when the church says we're going to accept things that the Bible condemns, you've got a dead church. It's dead. Yeah. And so that's the bad news for those who did that. The good news is for those who said, you know what, we're not going to be a part of that anymore. We're going to go this way. And so, um, you know, God bless them. And may they find good, solid Methodist fellowships that stand on the truth of God's word or whatever you know place God leads them. So, uh, I, again, it shows there is still... Um, uh, you know, a representation of those who are saying, no, we're standing with the Word of God. Yeah. So good for them. That's good news. You know, I don't know how wide the road to destruction is, and I don't know how narrow the gate to salvation is. Right. But the Bible talks about wide is the destruction, and many there go by it. Yeah. And narrow is the gate, and few that enter it. That lead to life, yeah. But I couldn't help but have that imagery pop up in my head yeah, think about when it. you're giving the statistics of 70% of those right. that call themselves the church, the largest portion have, of them, have decided to ignore reject God's or word. reject God's word. Yeah. And a very small percentage, 30% in comparison to, right. decided, no, we're going to stand That's with right. God's word. And That's I couldn't right. help but think of, wow, what an illustration of what that, what the scripture is telling us yeah. about Finding true life. You know, it's interesting, Greg. And again, a lot and not of, to say that those people aren't saved. I'm not going to get into the semantics yeah, of that. But I'm just the illustration yeah, statistically. Look, and I don't even want to say that the people that stay in those 70 percent that all of them are not saved. Exactly. I'm not going to say that. Yes. I'm saying, look, they need to wake up and get out of there. They need to exit as well. Okay, is all I'm right, saying. Right. Um, you know, Bible talks about the world system, Babylon. This corrupt, part of the this, deception. This corrupt spiritual system. God yeah. said, come out, come out from. Don't be a part of them. Yeah. But I, I find it interesting. You bring up the percentage point because yeah. I've often. Um, postulated yes Ooh. thank you i have to sit a certain way and angle my head and and, and pretend i went to seminary um, stick your pinky out yes too. Uh, or went to some you know uh, have all these degrees by my name yes uh but anyway um and i'm not condemning anybody that went to seminary i have to be careful what i think i say I know. people don't know my heart because ai is hearing everything ai yes. I, I, AI. <laughs> anyway um but but it's interesting when jesus gave the parable and i, and I don't want to say that, that this is what it means okay right it's a side note to the parables uh, to this particular parable, but he did say a sorrow went out to sow. 25% fell to the wayside and the birds ate it, you know, um, just it had no effect. 
Another 25%, it started, but it didn't have any depth, so it, it, it got shriveled by the sun when the sun came out. Another 25% came up, but all the cares of the world, the weeds of the world came and choked it out so it didn't produce any fruit. But 25% of it, 25% found good ground, uh, sprung upward and produced fruit. So in the example of the Lord, when you go out and, and, and seed the word of God, about 25% success was the example, anyway, that he gave mm, in the parable. Good point, yeah. And you're talking about the 30% yeah. there. So I do find it interesting, you know, and I'm not saying that means Plus that... Plus fi- or 5% margin of error. Yes, that's right. That could be from the pollsters <laughs> and uh, whatever the case might be. But either way, you know, again, I'm not saying for yes. sure that's what it means, but I'll tell yeah. you, I will say this. I, I do believe that probably about one in four that you share with, you know, receive Christ. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things there that look kind of similar to the example the Lord gave us. But, but the bottom line is, is that, look, the church, here, for the church, the true church, we have to stay true to the Word of God. Yeah. And if that means we have to break away from our denomination or our non-denomination, then do it. It is the right thing to do. Stand firm on the Word of God. Our allegiance is not to Calvary Chapel. Our allegiance is not to any Baptist church. Our allegiance is not to the Methodist church. Our allegiance is not to any kind of church. Our allegiance is to Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And if any group we're involved in is rejecting his word, we've got to get away from them and refocus our allegiance. The Lord said this, if you love even father and mother more than you do me, you're not worthy of me. Right. Heavy duty. No, it's heavy That's duty. heavy duty. Yeah. So if any if, if anybody has an allegiance to a movement over the Lord, the Bible says we're not worthy of him. So we have to make sure our allegiance is to Jesus Christ. And, of course, no one's worthy to go to heaven, but right. but we're, we, we at least are worthy to be saved and follow him by his grace and by his blood if we if we make him number one. So, again, a great, yeah. a great reminder, and I must say, even though there's bad news there, I'm, I feel I feel you know heavy for uh, a big portion of the Methodist church, but I feel very happy for another portion that made a stand. Okay. Good for them. Well, now you're going to feel bad for this next portion. Okay, great. Just bring me down, Greg. I, I'm, we're, trying, we're trying to encourage the people. That, well, that was in my job description. All right, all anyway, right, ChristianPost.com right. is saying that fewer born-again Christians... Believe Jesus lived a sinless life. Unbelievable. He who I, knew know, no sin yeah. was made sin for us. Yeah. See that one verse. That one verse alone. We, we just end, end an article. <laughs> okay, thanks. Let's move on. No, I'm going to cover it. No, I'm going to cover it. But here's the thing. You know, Greg, here's, here's my point from the last article. If we simply stood with God's word and believed it, yep. we wouldn't have this kind of stuff going on again. But the Bible says, what, in the last days, there'll be a falling away. And here's the kind of stuff you're going to see. And here's why I want to say this. Listen, it's because we're not teaching the word of God enough in the churches. And, and, and I'm not trying to be critical of the churches. Don't, I want you to hear my heart on this. And I'm saying, pastors, if you're listening, we need to be teaching the word of God line by line, verse by verse, taking it through the whole Bible. Paul said this. I have not shunned to declare the entire counsel of God's word, all of it. Now, do I believe you can cover all of it? Again, breaking it up section-wise and topicals? Yes, you can. So, But the bottom line is make sure you're teaching all the word of God, every bit of it. If you're going to do topicals, then do topicals from Genesis to Revelation and teach all of it. If you're going to just do through the Bible, line by line, verse by verse, do all of it. Because, again, it's because we don't know the Word of God. If you know God's Word, you would know this is ridiculous. Let me. And you gave one verse, Greg, that simply shatters it. One verse. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, it says, began in 2020, fewer born-again Christians now say that Jesus lived a sinless life during his time on earth. And church attendance has dropped by some 15 million people weekly. A new study of the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University shows. By the way, let me pause on that. Listen, yeah. if you're watching church from home, guys, you need, to, you, need to re- you need to get back in church. And here's why I'm saying that. You might think, oh, I'm watching it from home. The Bible says this, do not forsake the assembling together as believers, especially as you see the day of Jesus approaching. So it means when you see the second coming is getting near and we see the signs all around us, 
That's all the more we're to be gathering, not in our living rooms. We're to be gathering, but it's too crowded. I mean, we had some people, you know, again, I've heard things, well, I don't go anymore because it's too crowded or whatever. It's like, that's not a reason. You need to be in church. Um, I, I, again, I, I'd be well, too no, sidetracked. No, I'll, no, I'll try no. To sit there, but go ahead. No, no. I, well, no. You, you say something, and I'm going to say something at the end. All right. The findings came from the American Worldview Inventory 2023, an annual tracking study of the worldview of U.S. adults involving 2,000 people from across the country and conducted under the supervision of George Barna, Director and Research of the Cultural Research Center. Uh, while born-again Christians make up about one-third of all in U.S. adults, they're considered the backbone of local church activity because of their higher level of commitment to the Christian faith. The study uh, uh, shows that between 2020 and 2023, they, uh, the share of those who say they believe Jesus did not commit sin during his lifetime on the earth fell from 58, 58%, which that's horrible. It should be 100% that don't believe he sinned. But there were 58% that, that didn't believe he sinned in 2020, and now it's dropped down to 44%. Um, you know that that say that he sin- that that believe you know that he, it's it's a worse number in other words that say he was sinless, and, and listen what it says. Greg, here's another verse it gives. First Peter two twenty two. The apostle Peter said it this way: Jesus committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. Okay, if you believe the Bible, end of story. It's settled. If you don't believe the Bible, I have to ask you: Are you truly a Christian? D- do you truly know God? Because Christians believe their Bibles. Now, Greg, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that God uses, and there's many scripture verses. I, I, there's not just one that I can use, but there's many scripture verses that attest to the fact that God uses four, four, primarily four things in the Christian's life to grow them, to mature them, and conform them in the image and likeness of Jesus. Right. And that is his word. Yep. That is uh, prayer, that is the power of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life, and that is the church life. That is brothers and sisters gathering together. As Hebrew says, it's more than just so we can take attendance, which right. we don't hear, but, but it's, it's, it's not a roll call thing. So you can say, well, I was there. Right. No, no, no. It's the interaction of brothers and sisters together as God ordains it. Yeah. And kind of like what Proverbs says is iron sharpens iron. That's that, right. I mean, that, that happens with women as well. Uh, it, 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 that's, that's a universal application in terms of our maturity, in terms of our discipleship. God uses us one to another and another to the one to right. disciple each other, right. to help each other grow. God uses that, and that's a critical component. And if it wasn't, then God would have never said what he said in Hebrews 10.24 and 10.25, that don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren all the more as you see the day approaching. Right. And write it in the language that says this is written in the command form. That's I'm right. not making a suggestion That's to right. you, okay, you know, if, if all the stars are in alignment, then yes, you should go to church. Yeah. But if anything's a little bit off, no, you got to remember, the enemy doesn't want you in church. He knows what the power is when the body comes together. If there was no power in there, then, then the enemy wouldn't cause things to happen you know it always happens right before i'm getting ready to go to church or the night before whatever the case may be Uh, look we need to be wise about can you imagine somebody that was alive in jesus day and they stand there before him on judgment day and they and and they say to him lord i wanted to come see you and all the but the crowds are too big (laughs) i just i you know what i just i couldn't come see the crowds are too big i didn't want to get in that mess i mean i mean and and let me say something else too yeah because you said the context, we talked about the context, right? especially as you see the approaching. Now, 
What is the context of the day approaching? Plagues, earthquakes, floods, famine. That's the context of that verse. Because it's speaking of the day of the Lord's return. So what Jesus is saying is, if COVID breaks out or some new pandemic, you still need to gather together with believers. Now, you, you use wisdom. Right. But that doesn't mean you hide. He knew in the last days there would be these plagues. And he still said, you need to be gathering together. So for somebody to say, well, it's because of these mean diseases out there. No, that's not an excuse. God said he commanded we do it regardless. So keep that in mind for the next coming pandemic. And they've announced one for 2024. They already said, that, seriously, they said there's going to be just... one. No, they're really, they, they've already got vaccines for it. They're saying that's a whole other topic. Okay. But yes. I think it's going to be right around the election. That's a different thing. But they've yes. already, but listen to what it says in, 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 in Acts 242. It says what you said, Greg, the four pillars. The, and the, the early disciples continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, teaching of the word of God, in fellowship, gathering together, uh, in the breaking of bread, communion, communion and in yeah. prayers. And, and by the way, remember, when they were gathering together and in fellowship, it became outlawed shortly out after this to be a Christian, which means you could be put to death and fed to the lions. But they didn't stay home because they could be put to death and fed to the lions. They still gathered together. Yeah. And yes, some of them did suffer and die, yeah. but they obeyed the Lord. Yeah. May we be as bold and courageous in our day as well. Yeah. Amen. All right, Pastor Mark, let's get some good news in here as we finish up episode 261 of Signs of the Times. This is from Israel 365 News, Texas mandates in God we trust and the Ten Commandments in prayer in public schools. Explain what this means. Are we going back to 1962 and 1963? I don't know, but you, you see things out of Tennessee and out of Texas, that, yes. you know, that, that really kind of, you got to go, yay, way to go, guys. Texas is passing several bills that will require religious texts. Uh, to be uh, displayed in classrooms. While the legislation has garnered opposition from the left wing, it also serves to underscore the differences between religions and how they interpret the Bible. On Thursday, the Texas Senate passed Bill 1515, which uh, which will now head to the State House for consideration. The bill requires displaying, it requires displaying the Ten Commandments in every classroom starting next year. What a great thing that would be. Look, just to be reminded, hey, don't kill each other, don't rape each other, don't steal. Don't. There's This is this where I said the moral law, Greg. This is where, again, this is a yes. good thing yeah uh what was the book david barton had i can't remember the name of the book yeah. but in the book it's got a it's got a chart from the fbi right that shows the year after we took prayer and 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 the bible out of the public schools right. the 10 major crimes right. that the fbi tracked had spiked oh, yeah. like a hockey stick spike. oh yeah oh yeah and the amazing thing about it when you go back and read the list of, of offenses of kids in school when that happens like chewing gum yes uh, running in the hallway talking in class that now we have things like rape murder uh weapons in school drugs and why the only difference is we took prayer and and, and the word of god out of the schools and then satan moved in yeah. Satan moved in. We took God out and Satan moved in. America, we need to repent. We need to come back to God and say, you're right. We're wrong. Forgive us. We repent and be restored to the Lord. Look, I want to make that call right now to anybody out there that's watching this or listening to this today. Um, if you've walked away from God as a believer, come home. It's time to repent and get back right with God. The Lord's coming at any moment. You want to be ready when he arrives. And plus, you just want to live a righteous life. And if you don't know the Lord, you've been hearing this and realizing you're guilty before God. There's going to come a judgment day. And we're all going to stand before God to be judged. Whether we agree with it or not, it doesn't change the truth. So God would say, you know what? Come to me. I'll forgive you. If you'll simply right now, before judgment day, ask my forgiveness. Accept what I did for you on the cross. Repent of your sin. And it's all dealt with. But if you don't, it's going to be a judgment that is an eternal judgment. So I encourage you. Jesus loves you. Come to him today. Turn from your sin. 
Ask him to forgive you. He'll accept you, and you can become his. What a great day to come into the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Yes. Any moment. That's right. Take advantage of it. That's right. Pastor Mark, thank you so much. Folks, thanks for tuning in or listening, whether you're doing it live online or over the air or later on is our podcast. We appreciate your time. Make sure you share this show with a friend that needs to hear what you just heard because it is the truth of what's happening in the days that we live in. And make sure you come back next Friday at 1.30 as we continue to discuss and learn how those things happening in the world are pointing to God's word as signs of the times. 